Hey everybody, welcome back to Engage on UMFM 101.5. Your hosts, Josue Devi and Kate Jones. Today we have a super special guest. We are welcoming on Chloe from Synonym Art Consultation. Synonym Art Consultation is a collective and small arts business based in Winnipeg, Manitoba. They specialize in providing curatorial arts practices, events, mentorship, and community-driven as well as international engagements. They pride themselves in opening doors and providing opportunities for underserved and underrepresented community members in the arts sector. Based off of personal experience though, I'll tell you that I've been knowing Synonym for a couple of years and they do incredible work in the community. They are a safe space, they're an inclusive space that aims to uplift marginalized voices within our community through arts and it's exactly what we're looking for here at Engage. So without further ado, Chloe, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, that's very kind. Uh, yeah, my name is Chloe. I'm the uh, co-director um, and co-founder of Synonym Art Consultation and Wall-to-Wall Mural and Culture Festival. And I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, you two, for hosting. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to be here. And yeah, as Caden mentioned, both of us have been witness firsthand to a lot of the events that you've put on through Synonym and Wall to Wall. I don't know about Caden, but myself personally, I did get to see some early stuff, but I feel like I still came in when the ball was already rolling a little bit. Would you want to maybe talk on the very beginning, how Synonym came to be, what that looked like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you two are definitely some some synonym OGs at this point. <laughs> um, and it's truly so amazing to see you two just flourish and be artists and to just be hosting this, hosting this show and, and to be community leaders now to watch you two go from kind of being mentees of our program to now this is just makes my heart warm. So I'll just start with that. <laughs> Thanks so much. But, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Just a just a proud mama bird over here. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go back to the beginning. So Synonym was started by myself um, and Andrew Eastman. And this was about, we're getting to almost 10 years. I think maybe like eight years ago. So I was 22, I think 21 or 22. And I had been traveling for a few years and just, yeah, kind of touring around, see what, what the world had to offer. And I realized that across the world, there's so many opportunities for artists that are outside of just the conventional art institutions. So whether that was music, art exhibitions, kind of in unconventional spaces, that it was really easy to access art and culture in larger cities. And so I realized in Winnipeg that the art scene was either super underground or just kind of in the Winnipeg Art Gallery, you know, that it was really challenging. There's, of course, lots of artist-run centers that are really spectacular, but we found for emerging artists, it was really tough to kind of break through to get your voices out there. So we started, um, actually, I kind of on my own started just doing these kind of punk shows, like just running art shows in warehouse spaces and a uh, couple kind of smaller venues, just doing concerts, which is actually where I first met my now husband. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there were, you know, there were they were pretty just community stuff, uh, really, really great. But then I met Andrew, who was working with me at a restaurant at the time, and his ex-partner was an artist. And he approached me and he was essentially just like, I see what you're doing here. I think there's a lot of possibility and potential that we could kind of raise the bar one level higher and really give these artists a little bit more structure. So he pitched, he actually pitched the name Synonym to me. He's a creative writer. <laughs> and the concept was to be a connector for artists and the public. So we started just doing pop-up shows in 
restaurants and hair salons. And we'd have, again, emerging visual artists putting their, their art up in those spaces that folks are just going every day. Um, and the opening would be like, we'd have musicians and DJs and good drinks. It was a super good time. And then basically, we kind of realized that there was one step further for accessibility for artists, um, that even by having art in spaces like, you know, a hair salon or a restaurant, that there still was kind of a certain, maybe maybe level of privilege or just simply access to entering those spaces. So we wanted to put art on the streets and just remove all barriers to seeing artwork. And then wall to wall was made. <laughs> so it's a bit of a long history, but uh, maybe that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's really cool hearing the background beyond. I'm not sure exactly what point Caden and I would have came into the picture as yeah. volunteers, but hearing about what happened prior to that's really cool because yeah, like you were saying, the, the whole point was to bring the people and the artists together. And exactly. Y'all have been doing that. Like, I don't think I would know Zuki or Anthony or mm. Errol. I got connected to so many people in the scene that have been helpful, have been sort of uh, sort of big bro figures for me um, coming up as a musician. And a lot of that was thanks to, um, to y'all and to Wall to Wall, putting the youth in the same room as the community that's been there in the, the previous generations. And it's been really impactful, even just for me personally. And it's really cool knowing that it's been in the works for so long. Cause yeah, I just love a good come up story. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I think, yeah. When you folks would have joined on so yeah, kind of when we um, started Wall to Wall, right away we knew that we were coming into a street art scene that was already beginning. You know, we didn't start the graffiti scene or the the uh, mural scene, so we really relied on graffiti art programming to kind of be our mentors too and our partners in starting a new festival like this. I was working at Studio 393 at the time, um, and we saw that there was such a exciting link that could happen there that right off the bat, we could have really profound mentorship opportunities um, in the street art and hip hop world. And working with the folks at Graffiti Art Programming in Studio 393, that that was, they had that kind of structure already. So we kind of combined forces to create, yeah, something that all ages can really work towards and, and have proper career level engagement. So yeah, I'm really excited that you two uh, got so much out of it. That's, that's truly incredible. And even when we came in, coming in at the beginning of wall to wall it's just been so amazing to see sort of that progress and what you guys have been have been doing with it like being able to see the city just have so much color now you know when you're going uh just driving down higgins and stuff like that mm. before when when you would drive down there you know all the buildings you know they didn't have this art on them but if you drive down it now a good like whole two blocks the buildings are just covered with art and i remember performing at one um we had a couple downtown for nuit blanche so it's been it's been super incredible just to see that growth and see that kind of come from the beginning and where it's at now especially working with graffiti art programming another amazing organization we've had on and oh, just yes. being able to have those partnerships i think is is incredible to watch it's incredible to see oh thank you so much yeah honestly like that would be my biggest 
advice to anyone wanting to start something like this or yeah just something that I'm just so grateful for is that when we came up probably yeah I guess probably around your age Andrew was a few years older than me but um what we really really relied on having collaborators and partners and mentors of folks that already had the resources and the knowledge and past history on doing things like that I think Winnipeg it's a it's a you know it's a tough little town to to make stuff happen but I think when everyone works together there is a real partnership that that people are really open to and real collaborative nature so that would definitely be something that I would just say for anyone looking towards doing doing any sort of community building in the art world or maybe just in life I don't know (laughs) but that uh, really focusing on partnership and collaboration is everything. Definitely. Speaking on collaboration, personally, I believe that you guys have worked with some of the most amazing artists in the city when it comes to painting, when it comes to music, when it comes to DJing, dance even. You guys have worked with some of the best in the city, some of the most talented, most passionate. Mm. I'm just curious as to what that's felt like for you. What has that been like working so closely with some of the best artists here? Oh, it is such a dream come true, to be honest. We really, it's building relationships with artists is probably one of the things that's most important to me. (laughs) Um, I'd say that's, you know, in the cinema kind of realm, that's something that's kind of more my job is uh, artist relations. And I really, really just, it's kind of just my life goal to support artists. And we've been so, so lucky that artists of all genres have been super open to mentorships and to doing projects that are maybe even outside of their realm. We'll kind of push some artists to do some things that are even outside of their scope, like mural making and maybe like even collaborations. So we're super grateful that Winnipeg artists are so open to working outside the box and to working with community and youth. I would say we're just so, so lucky. There's luckily not a lot of egos in Winnipeg. Everyone seems to just have a really beautiful grassroots feel here. And I, and I think that's something that Winnipeg artists really have in common. It's, it's really, really beautiful to be a part of. Agreed. Definitely has that takes a village kind of feel. Big time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's that easy to find in bigger cities. You know, there's higher competition and everyone kind of stays in their own lane. You know, the graffiti artists don't work with the mural artists and the, this is total general statement. This is not every big city, just some some trends that Andrew and I have kind of found in, in working with other cities. But I think Winnipeg has a pretty unique teamwork kind of general viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Doing this work for the time you have. I imagine my next question might be kind of tough, but do you have anything that comes to mind as some of your, I won't ask you to pick one, but some of your favorite (laughs) moments, memories of like major events, even smaller things that just were more impactful in one way or another? That's a really good question. Let me use my brain for a second here. I think honestly, in a weird way, it's it's definitely been a blur this whole handful of years. It's just been such a tornado of kind of just experiencing chaos. But honestly, I think one of the most beautiful moments is, which actually maybe you were both part of, is when we did kind of the first real version of the mentorship for the graffiti art Walt mentorship program and it's actually that year that we were painting in the north end and we had just finished these huge murals on main street and then the finale was we had uh we somehow convinced the red bull tour bus to uh (laughs) let us use it for free and so we had this huge stage up in the north end and we had super duty tough work work with the youth emerging artists at studio 393 were you both a part of it that year when it was with super duty most definitely yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, 
Okay. And I think honestly, just seeing Super Super Duty's full band up there and having all you guys come on stage and the full bike jam had filled the parking lot and the murals were done. And I just remember being kind of like drenched in sweat and dust and, you know, just being kind of sideways from not sleeping for two weeks, finishing these murals. And I just remember the pure joy and excitement and talent on all of your faces and working with Brendan and the whole crew at Super Duty there was such a beautiful like unity and pure moment and the whole crowd was just so pumped up for you folks and I don't know it was just such a like the epitome of a finale of something everyone had just worked so so hard in the coming weeks to get that performance ready to get those murals ready to have all those logistics lined up and I just remember just stopping and just honestly I, I definitely cried <laughs> but just it was just so beautiful after so much kind of blood sweat and tears went into everyone's artwork and performance it was just, and to see it so appreciated by the community was something really spectacular and that's really it's moments like that that I'm just like okay take that it's worth all the work and all the <laughs> all the logistics to get there absolutely beautiful moment for sure yeah yeah it was it was incredible we, we had so much fun and just with everything you said I totally agree it was it was such a beautiful yeah. moment of of winnipeg just seeing everyone so excited yeah. and happy and decorating the bikes exactly yeah and just like a barbecue like in a way it's so simple you know yes yeah. like it obviously takes a lot of logistics and consultation and work but in a way it is just the most like simple thing in the world that just everyone wants the same thing <laughs> it was incredible so coming kind of now it seems like things are sort of opening up from this whole pandemic thing and it's already almost been like a year and a half, two years, and you guys are so community focused, so like in person, so hands on with so many things that you do. I'm wondering like how something like that had affected the type of work that you guys did, how how the pandemic kind of came in and what, what the challenges were like that. Because I'm sure that because you're so community focused, community oriented, there were some things that you guys had to work around. Oof, yes, absolutely. I would definitely, the way that my heart moves and the way that I get excited about things is just kind of being in the thick of things, being on sites, being in the workshop rooms, really being hands-on, exactly like you said. So I definitely really struggled with that shutdown and how things were going to operate. But I will say with Synonym, we kind of came out of working just flying at the seat of our pants and just really being able to adjust really quickly. We're not a nonprofit organization. We're a small business and arts collective. And we're that way for a reason so that we can adjust to the climates really quickly. So we were able to pivot, as they say, really, really fast. We were still able to do our mentorship program. We kind of just adjusted it quite a bit. So then we had more, just smaller groups. And instead of doing kind of a huge Nuit Blanche event, like I was talking about before, we did music videos instead and then released those on Nuit Blanche. So that that worked, that worked for sure. It would have been really, I really missed kind of being with everybody and being on site, but it was really cool to still be able to produce videos with everyone. So I would say, yeah, we've, we've really shifted towards like video making with our, we do a lot of drag performances and community events with the drag artists in the city. So again, with that, we did like a virtual grad 
Uh, we got a little grant to support all the folks graduating that wouldn't get a graduation. So we made a drag queen and drag performer grad party. And then for murals, we have really shifted. So both last year for Waltable and this year, we created digital panels. So we did a full call for submissions, which we'd never done before. So international, worldwide, and then we were able to actually make a curatorial committee. So there was a collection of folks, I think I want to say about eight curators. And then we went through like 300 submissions and chose the murals that would be here in Winnipeg because usually we fly people in from all over the world, Iceland and Miami and Montreal, whatever, as well as have local projects. But we just decided we, we didn't want to do any sort of quarantining. We didn't want to risk our community in any way. So instead, people submitted digital artworks and then we printed those onto, they're called dye bond aluminum panels. And then we installed those across the city. So we'll be doing that again this year. Who knows what'll happen next year. This year we will have two painted murals as well because we kind of know that we can do some local work now safely, but we are still committing to having our international and national artists being printed murals. And it's kind of amazing because it means that there can be murals up that are photography and digital design, some really different methods that aren't just painting. So it really opens up a lot of accessibility in mural making as well. Yeah, definitely incredible. I've, found, I've seen those as well. I've seen those seen those panels up when you guys did the videos and you posted them online and then as well just walking down one by one of these there there's actually one right by our studio here right on Ellis they they look amazing oh great yeah 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 they're just they're a totally different thing than the you know painting a full building they're eight feet by eight feet so by our standards they're kind of smaller but they're definitely not small in impact or anything like that so we're it, it's it's really exciting it's, it feels like we're still pushing ourselves creatively to think outside the box so we we love a good challenge but we're also a little bit sleepy from it <laughs> it's pretty tiring always shifting 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 <laughs> yeah knowing you seeing you work at different festivals and events that you've been putting on through the years i'm aware that you're very capable of organization making things fit together in that leadership role I'm wondering if that behavior that I've witnessed from you means that you're also a planner. I'm wondering if you've been planning for now that it looks like restrictions are loosening up, if you've got some ideas for expanding out of the confines of the pandemic. Yeah, that's a good question. So yeah, basically right now, something that we were able to do this year that maybe will kind of lead to future projects too, is we were able to work with rural communities and get um, murals shipped out to them this summer. So. I think I really look forward to actually working across the province. Manitoba is massive and has so many incredible cities and towns and communities that have a huge hunger for more cultural programming. And there's artists all over the province as well. So I think that's got to be something that I'm really looking forward to as things loosen up is really traveling and kind of expanding synonym and wall to wall across the province. Honestly, it's, it's I still feel like it's very hard to make long term future plans. This year definitely was a bit of a core shaker. But what we're doing is we're getting through wall to wall. And then we're actually going to take some time in early 2022 to do some major restructuring, consulting, training, and actually just taking the time to kind of shape and educate ourselves on what the future could hold. Nice. That's awesome to hear. It's awesome to hear that yeah. you 
you guys are just so focused on kind of coming forward. And yeah, like you said, it's just hard to plan with everything going on right now. So we always kind of got to be contingent about it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, we're, we're just hyper, hyper careful to ensure that our community is safe, that that's really coming first and foremost. We're even this year for wall to wall, we're only having a couple small mentorship workshops in person, but we're, we're, we're definitely not, we're not rushing to have big community events where we just want our, our folks to be safe first and foremost. Nice. So yeah. looking sort of a little bit, bit more big picture i'm wondering like if let's say every barrier that you had um was removed today for sending them and you guys could do like all all the things you know what i mean you could do anything you wanted to what what are some of your organization's biggest goals and wishes going forward Ooh, that's a good question um yeah it's funny you know this year kind of really made me like just think so safely and it's it's like i almost don't want to dream too big like for fear of heartbreak (laughs) But let's, but in an imaginary world, I think that we could have mentorships all year round, that we had funding for that all year round, that we could, that we could grow Synonym to have full-time employees. I think that would be a total dream that we could employ folks year round with steady employment and that we had consistent public art funding every year. It's different. So again, it's always kind of a last minute thing, just trying to make things work. But I think if we had long-term funding so we could really properly structure full neighborhood rollouts and so we could just really cover the whole town, that would be amazing. Or at least core of Winnipeg. Yeah, so I'd say overall, kind of like kind of what we're doing, but just in a little bit bigger and a little bit more steady. I think that would be the goal so that we could really nurture artists' long-term careers and and just life goals, just so that artists can have the, the life that they want you know whether that is economic safety or just general creative growth I think that's that's kind of the dream (laughs) maybe that's kind of a boring answer but (laughs) no no no, that's incredible yeah and we would love to see that too I think our city like everyone in our city would love to see that the artists would love it and it's so needed absolutely yeah I think artists artists deserve a little stability and I think that's what I really I hope that policy can change and funding can change so that that's that's a go-to and a priority for our city for that imaginary scenario that hypothetical to take place what would be in your words some of the major barriers to be uh overcome and in what ways can we Kaden and i personally and we the community contribute to helping to break down some of these barriers for synonym you know what? We're we're super lucky. I sincerely feel we're we're super super lucky in that we do have we have pretty diverse funding because of that because we can't just rely on on grants. But I think I think for you two specifically and for young folks, I think just like do the thing, like rely on. I think if there's more people doing what we do, the better. And it can be in different ways, but like already you two are such community leaders and such community activists and making things happen. Like that show you did behind Blinker and the more kind of community groups that are activating, I think the more visible the arts community will be. And I think we're really going to rely on that, that there is more kind of grassroots groups coming up and and taking up space so that then it is more visible how much our city does need resources and structure and funding so that it's no problem for folks like you to just jump up, do a show, done, and that you feel supported and ready to rock. And that's just a normalized thing. Does that make sense? So yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like getting everybody to just 
get active and to have the supports they need. And then it'll just be, then we'll just be like, oh, of course we support, you know, a full Main Street Portage Avenue street party just like the Jets get because there is equal desire for the arts just like there is for the Jets or the Bombers or whatever. <laughs> if we can yeah. be taken as seriously as sports are in the city, oof, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> Is there any way for anyone who's maybe just listening to this on the drive home that they could uh, directly support y'all, a donation link, anything like that? Instagram and just things like that, places they could follow you? Yeah, totally. You know what? I would say for now, the best thing, because, you know, with Wall to Wall, we've got our funding. We're feeling great. All our artists are paid right now, which is fantastic. So I would say the biggest thing to do is follow at Wall to Wall WPG on Instagram and then our website is www.walltowallwpg.com and then same thing Cinemark consultation on all the socials we are taking a bit of a social media break just to nurture mental health just to focus on the actual work that we're doing but that's where you find all the updates especially on wall to wall and follow graffiti art programming if you are looking for workshops and how to access creative workshops year round they are the folks to look for they're incredible and we are so so grateful so yeah, I would say those following us on socials and just getting involved, doing the doing the workshops. We're going to even have some virtual free workshops this wall to wall. So that'll be an opportunity for anyone, regardless of age or location, to be involved. We'll be having a workshop with Isaac Murdoch from Onaman Collective doing a workshop, an arts workshop. And we'll have a artist talk by Lido Pimienta that will be presented by the Uniters. So there's going to be some really great online activations that folks can talk totally be a part of that we're really really excited for that's so exciting that is so yeah everybody um go and follow them wall to wall winnipeg synonym art consultation repost their stuff uh just give them the support because they're doing incredible work here in the city oh thank you so much you too i'm so proud of you you're you're the next gen of folks we need <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. One thing that we do as we wrap up our shows here is uh, see if our guest would like to pick what song will air on the radio following the interview. Ooh. Is there anything you've uh, been bumping lately? Yeah. Could you play the new um, Anthony AOKS track? I need to check what it's called. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, he, he I, I saw released, that one. But yeah, the new, the new AOKS. That's, that's my... Uh, all about you. Let me let me double check. All about all you. about you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That would be my. He's uh, one of our current mentors for uh, the graffiti art mentorship program, and so I'd love to shout him out. Definitely big fans, Anthony. Big fans of the Lytics. Yeah. Uh, you know. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and talk to us. Anytime. It's been a pleasure, Chloe. Really appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, it's it's been amazing. Thanks so much. <laughs> we'll chat soon.